Broadcasting from Baltimore, Maryland, this is 5 by 3 Radio, where strength is for everyone. I'm your host, Emily Sokolinski, owner of 5 by 3 Training, a strength and conditioning gym in Baltimore, along with my co-host, Rebecca Fishburne, founder of Cornerstone Strength Maryland. Each week, Rebecca and I will discuss the ins and outs of strength training, why there is a no one-size-fits-all approach, and why strength is so important in our daily lives. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now, on with the show. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. 5 by 3 Radio. Rebecca and I are here once again. We um, had a little hiatus for the past couple weeks. Rebecca was busy with her 4-H auction. Um, How did it go? Quick, quick, uh, quick recap. I, I made it. I made it to the other side. Yes. <laughs> with that? Yeah, I don't know. A so quick recap. We sold all three pigs. We sold the goat. The goat. Um, I did not have to. I did yeah. not have to bring the goat home to my house. No. The goat did not make great of gain. Actually, ten out of eighteen goats did not so make great. So, explain gain. that real fast if you can. Is that something we can we can talk about? Really? Yeah, I mean, I think I can do that pretty quick. But basically, I mean, you get the you get the animals when they're mm-hmm. small, when they're young, and then there's an average um, amount of weight that they should gain per day. That sort of is indicative of good okay. health. So if they're not gaining enough weight, maybe they've gotten sick or they've got worms or they have some right. other issue. If they're gaining weight too quickly, that seems like maybe it wouldn't be such a bad thing. But uh, like if they're gaining weight too quickly, maybe they're putting on mass faster than their muscle, sure. than their bone. Sure. Sure can Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And so, you know, that sort of thing can happen with a rapid weight gain where um, the, the bone structure Sounds just won't support awfully, it. like sounds very similar to like what yeah. we what we do as humans here <laughs> yes but um so anyway so the goats yeah they decided this year since rate of gain for the goats average daily rate of gain is a quarter pound per mm. day and that was a new rule this year so they decided to waive okay. it for one more year as people adjusted to that new rule mm-hmm. um so we were able to Excellent. sell the goat now you're not going to have to worry about this next year right no, we are not doing any more the large girls animals. are, they're graduating this year. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. Well, so when Delia was a senior in high school, she still did one more okay. year. They're all, right. the two, the twins are still eligible okay. age-wise okay. to do one more year. But when Delia did this, she just went, uh, you know, to college 45 minutes sure. away. She still had two sisters in the club. Um, I am not washing anybody's pig the night before the pig show, though. <laughs> So there will be no more pigs on so, the next So Diego year. was so confused when he first learned about all this. He's like, I thought she lived on a farm. And then I was yeah. so confused, like, but we do not. Where does she ha- where does she keep the pig and the goat? I'm thinking and I'm like, I'm trying to picture in my mind like your house and like the barn. But I know you don't live on a farm, so how could and then I realized like, oh, it's this program, four yeah. H. It is for those of you who don't know about four H, look it up. <laughs> Yeah, there should be like we're saying. It's like, well, there's this funny TikTok where they talk about it's the big, the biggest gang in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's. We're back and I were joking before we started this about the the Real Housewives of 4-H because there's some there's some drama. There's some drama. It's not just children, uh, students, I should say, and their animals. Parents get man. The stories that she has told me. Yeah, everything. It's wild. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that that is done and uh, everything went well, and you got you got a chance to get the the goat to somebody who can take care of it. (laughs) Yeah. Now the goat is out working. The goat will be in Baltimore soon. 
Yeah, the goat is Doing now what? part of. Yeah, because the goat is now part of um, like an eco squad. It's part of um, a company that's called Browsing Green Nice. Um, and my friend uh, Mary rents the the herd out, and they will clear properties. So they're going to be that's clearing. So cool. um, yeah, so it's like an environmental. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> And there, there's a park or something like that in Baltimore that they're contracted we'll have to, to uh, work on next. We'll have yeah. to find out what, what we'll park. Find we'll part, out we'll find out where the park that is and take a picture of Rebecca's goat. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we thought since um, it's been a couple a couple weeks, um, there was an article that came out. I shared with Rebecca that came out in um, in August on the Stronger by Science website. It's the, the if you don't know about it, it's Greg Knuckles, um, and I'm always blanking on the other guy's name. I want to say Eric, and I'm going to figure it out, his last name, before this is over. And maybe you can Google it for me while I'm talking. Um, but they have a podcast, um, and they, they they do a lot of discussion of, of um, uh, different... So analyze, a lot of analyzing of, of various studies, right? So they do the whole They do the whole scientific and nerdy side of it. And I saw the article, and it... It was, it's very, it was very short. I'll have a link to it on our um, in the notes section of our podcast. But it mainly was addressing uh, strength development and how additional attentional focus may influence strength development. So external focus, external cues, rather than internal. And it it struck with me. It, it stuck with me, and it really made me uh, uh, kind of sit up because I use a lot of those external cues all the time, and I find they are very they're more useful than internal cues for people, right? Um, which kind of sounds like, well, duh. I mean, that's, you know, that's coaching. Maybe it sounds that's like That's coaching. Maybe it doesn't, but maybe right? it doesn't. I don't know. But to me, it's, it was more, was very clear that I, that works for me as a, as a lifter. And it works for me as a coach when I'm working with my clients, especially those clients who seem to be more in their heads than I want them to be. Right, getting them to feel, to getting them to experience the, the the movement, and not so much about like what's going on in my muscles and what's going on in my back and what's going on in my. We have to kind of like break yeah. that, break that away from, break that from them, um, and get them to focus on just like just look at the floor, <laughs> just look at the wall, uh, just think about this, um, and that's um, that's what I wanted to to talk today about with with Rebecca is kind of review very briefly the um, the summary of the of the studies and we're not going to go into everything. There were a couple different um, exercises yeah, like that they a, did. A meta study, yeah, of yeah, other studies, yeah. And uh, Emily, it's Trexler. Thank you, Trexler. So Eric Trexler. So Greg Knuckles and Eric Trexler, Trexler um, do the end with the uh, the podcast Stronger by Science. So the summary of the studies and Rebecca and I went through them. They're different exercise tests that they did, hand grip strength, isometric mid-thigh pull, elbow flexion. What we wanted to focus on, of course, were the squat and the deadlift part. Yeah, it's like there's about three studies that yeah. looked that focused on squat and deadlift. But and a little bit less interested in the hand grip strength exercise. Yeah, but, but that's <laughs> but that's interesting because like the hand grip strength, so I looked at that when I saw that and I saw the external well, focus. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, Probably the most obvious uh, yes. difference 
between the cues. Like some of the cues that they give in this in the studies are somewhat similar, like focus on the bar rather than focus on your knees. Exactly. And your exactly. But yeah, that hand grip one, it's like focusing on your fingers or your hand versus focusing on the wall. So we don't you. we don't and we don't realize we don't really put a name to these instructional you know cues that we're, we're giving people. We don't we don't say, OK, I'm going to give you an external cue today. Or, and now today I'm going to give you an internal cue. We just yeah, we just it's say sort of more it. like when you're working with the person, it's just like um, you know intuitive or something in the moment. Like right. okay, just try to cue that one didn't work, or I feel like this person is too much in their head. I'm going to try and get them to focus on something else. Exactly. You're freaking out about their low back, so I'm going to get them to focus on their on their puffing up their chest yeah. or you know the yeah. other the other side of the getting them to think outside, getting them to get out of their head and focus on what's actually physic what they're actually physically doing while they're performing this this lift so um we i really wanted to address kind of you know the difference between the external and the internal focus because this might be some people might be like well what what does she mean so one of the studies they did was um on the squat and deadlift and it was a run one rep max um and an external focus instruction might might would be focus your attention on pulling the bar up. And I'm like, well, duh, that's something that we say all the time, right? So pulling the slack out of the bar, that would be an external instruction, right? Feel the bar in your hand. Um, uh, For the squat, focus on moving and exerting force through and against the barbell. So that would be, you know, pulling the bar down. into the bar. Yeah, pull the bar down as you're going into the squat and drive up into the bar when you're coming out of the squat. So external like the bar is on my back i know it's on my back i have to remind myself that i need to push against this this weight internal cue for the deadlift focus your attention on extending your knees and hips okay well that's fine i might just say just you know send your butt up in the air and that's would be more of like a you know external we know what that is take it up squat focus on moving and exerting force through your legs yeah, I would, would we, you know, how would we really say that? That's a lot of language for somebody. That's not going to really know, to give them. It's just even just very vague. Exactly. Like, exactly. Legs, it, it, you know, like, and we give some, I mean, I guess they're external cues, right? Like if we're talking about somebody's balance, we're asking them to think about their foot on the floor, right. but we're really kind of focusing their attention on the floor. Right. Like, are you right. in your toes? Are you in your heels? Right. Like, you feel more pressure forward or backward as opposed to... And I think that if if I'm giving an external cue versus an internal cue, I'm going to get a lot more out of that person, right? If I can say to them, pull the bar into your hands. Well, they, their hands are on the bar. They can feel that slack, whether it's out or, in, or taking the click out. I use that a lot. Like I'll literally say, come closer so you can hear it. And I'll pull the click out. I'll pull the bar into my hands. They go, oh, I hear that. Yeah. Listen for that. External, yeah. external. Listen for that. Listen for that. You know the bar is now in your hands. Now you can push, push to the floor. I think when you're telling somebody, focus on pushing with your legs. Well, I might use that way down the road, right? I might say, okay, now think about you are, your legs are pushing. But I really want you to just think about driving your shoulders up into the bar. I want you to feel that bar like on your back and you're pushing against it. So the internal cue might come kind of after the external Well, and even with like the starting strength teaching method for the squat, right? Like when you're trying to teach hip drive, you're not getting into a lot of verbiage about, okay, you're going to use these muscles. It's going to feel this way. Like you put some hands on the person's sacrum and you're like, push into my hands. That's an external cue. Right. 
right? So you're you're taking the whole concept of what's supposed to happen with hip drive and you turn it <laughs> yeah. into something external, like right. And yeah. in fact, with the hip drive, um, as Diego said, like has been saying at the past couple of camps that we've been doing, really it should be knee extension drive <laughs> because what's happening when you actually come out of the squat your knees are extending so your knees extend and then your hips extend right you can't do hip extension before you do knee extension if not if yeah, you do okay, that this this is the sort of example right there where you're, you're talking about an internal internal cue right your knees are extending or flexing right. is something i mean you know maybe that makes sense flexing right makes sense to the right the per- but extension doesn't usually make sense to a lot of people. Right. So I, so I demonstrate that. So I'll demonstrate that I'll get into a squat and I'll put my fingers on my knees and I'll like say, basically I'll go knee extension, like lock out. And then what, what happens to my hips then they come up. Oh, okay. Makes sense. And you know, I would, I do want to say, um, we're talking about, um, the getting people stronger. So we're talking about, we're not talking about bodybuilding bodybuilders, do focus on their muscles, right? That is part of their their thing. So for them, the internal focus might be much, much stronger and more uh, apt to help them than this external because they're not really worried about strength. They're worried about muscles. They're worried about feeling that tricep. They're worried about that quad. Now, get so for them, they, they're probably going to lean more towards an internal focus than an external focus. I feel as though I cannot speak on this. But but no, but I'm just saying I want to put that out there that we're not talking about that. We're talking yeah. about coaching. Okay. We're talking we're talking about compound the compound movements that we teach, the squat, the press, the bench, the deadlift, and how we cue them and that external focus definitely seems to help people perform better, right? It gets them to well, move better. I think- a lot of times, just like you're kind of describing in your hypothetical bodybuilder situation, a lot of times people are already too much in their head about particular parts of their body. Yes. And even just people in the general public. Yes. Right. Like you talk to people in the general public who don't know the names of any of the muscles or their function or any of that sort of stuff. And they'll tell you about specific parts. Well, I mean, if you're having this sort of conversation, right. they would tell you about specific parts of their body that they don't really like or wish this looked at, you know, like, so people are all already right, right. kind of very focused on their on compartmentalizing right. their body and so it's this idea of getting out of that habit yes. of thinking and instead focusing on yes. on moving as a unit yes. On, yes. The, on the action as opposed to the individual body part exactly and i think that's why i mean we're talking about building strength so you're talking about full body movements yeah you know pushing squatting pull you so you have so using an external focus is I find way more effective to get what I need to get across to somebody, you know, when they're pressing, and if someone's having a hard time staying out of the bar's way, right? Because you know we utilize utilize the hips when we press. We've got the bounce. We want the bar to go back, not up. So I'm going to tell people look up. Now I don't just say look up. I say look up and look at that point on the wall. Look at the in my gym. I have a crane. There's a nice little hoist, you know. The crane's still there in the, uh, you may, in the warehouse. You may want to explain. It's like, yeah, it's a warehouse. It's a warehouse. It's a warehouse. <laughs> so, so I'll say, look at the crane. Or I have a bunch of posters now on my on my wall. So I'll say, look above the poster. Look at the t- the thumbtack, you know, in the poster. That's quite high up, right? Um, if there's a mark on the wall, look at that mark on the wall. So people have this external focus. So that way, Emily. they're staring. Yeah. At, at one of the locations where I work, I have 
possibly been known to doodle on the wall. Oh, so I, people put tape on my wall and then it yeah. takes off the paint though. So, well, but if you used painter's tape. <laughs> <laughs> yes, painter's tape is best. But people have done that, like before I got the posters, you know, they would put something on the wall. So there's that external, because I, if I just say, look up, I could be anywhere. If I give mm-hmm. them a specific point to look at, now the focus is there. Now the body can do what it needs to do, right? Or if they're looking down when they squat, some people like to put uh, their water bottle or a weight or something there, something shiny on the floor to stare at because shiny objects, shiny objects for catching people's attention. So again, you know, but that's, and it's something that I don't even think about, right? Um, do I use our internal instructions, uh, you know, useful? Of course they are. Of course. I mean, sometimes I need to tell somebody, think about holding the bar with your fingers. Like when they're benching, like think about your fingers, um, focus on the fingers, but then it goes back to external focus, hold on to the bar, right? So there's kind of like, it's both. Both are, both are useful. It's when we get into trying to get inside into the muscles and do this and do that. Well, how am I supposed to on the bench? Just push into the bench, hands under the shoulders, push into my shoulders. Okay. That's how I want you to, that's how I want, that's how, you know, how much tension I want you to have. You know, you start messing around with like poking this and prying this and this and people can, they can take that and then they're trying to find that right position when the, yeah. when the scapula are just in the right spot and they <sighs> Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I, we, I just did this this afternoon with Todd because he was, he was pressing and I was trying to get like that idea of, um, you know, like squeeze your chest up, yeah. your chest up to the ceiling. And, and, he, you know, he was kind of, well, and he was trying to do that, but like, it was not at all looking like what I wanted. So, you know, you go through the series right. of various cues, but each different cue, like just produced some other, um, different movement that I wasn't yeah. happy about either. Yeah. And I was like, never mind. I was like, look, <laughs> let's just take that cue. Let's pretend I never said anything. About, you, know, I used, you know, I was like, you know, like the, your back is supporting the bar and st- it was like, never mind. never mind. I was like, all you need to do is stand up tall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's sometimes just what it is. It's like, you have to, you know, because, and I, I pull out a whole bunch of different, you know, cues because something's going to stick. But I definitely always seem to gravitate towards that external focus for people because if I try to get to feel the thighs on the, you know, focus, you know, it just, it goes like right over their heads. Um, So I think that by getting out of our heads and just focusing on, I'm going to look at that point on the wall. I'm going to feel the, you know, the bar in my hands. I'm going to pull the click out out of the bar. That's easy for me to, to feel and hear. You know, yeah. that's, that's good that there's a little, the, you know, the, uh, um, the auditory, the auditory, the auditory, exactly. <laughs> the auditory cue. <laughs> I love that people say slack. People don't know what the hell that slack means. I say, yeah. take, t- I say, take the click out of the bar. Oh, and then they realize what that actually is. is. I said, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's the, uh, and the breathing, especially the, like with breathing external focus, take a breath, just put, take a breath. Actually I say with the, with the deadlift, once that click is out, your breath just takes care of itself. You don't need to take a big breath when you're down there. You take that slack out, you're you're tight. You're tight. Your breath always it's already going to happen. You're already going to take a breath because you just pulled this weight into your hands. You do it hard enough, the breath will take care of itself. Um, 
but it was yeah it, it it made me just kind of stop and think about oh I guess I use these kind of I, I, I do coach like this and what if I do use internal focus how is that maybe possibly screwing somebody up who I should try to think more of like an external you know focus cue because yeah. I don't well, but I mean I think this is like this is where um, you know like the discussion in starting strength forms about the master cue comes right in, right like if you're working with someone on their squat and you've tried this that and the other every which cue um and things don't seem to that you go to the master cue the bar is just moving up and down right in a slot there over we go. your midfoot so there's your external cue there we go they've taken uh, you know okay we tried this cue we tried knees shoved out we tried hip drive we tried you know whatever okay the bar just needs to move up <laughs> in a pretty straight line i, 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 I pick foot. things up i put them down <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's diego's cue just pick it up yeah except he uses well, a, except he uses an expletive sometimes to, yeah, to, to, to you know which i'm gonna to i'm gonna keep point. this clean but yeah just, just, just pick it up just just pick it up and sometimes pick that it and sometimes that really does work just pick it up yeah. i tell people a lot um when they're when they're getting in their heads about the deadlift i said just stand up yeah i said same thing works with squat the just bar the bar is in your hands if the i said the reason the bar comes off the floor is because you're holding on to it if you weren't holding on to it it wouldn't come off the floor <laughs> they go oh i said just stand up and the bar will come with you because well you're holding on to it if you let go it will drop back to the floor. Gravity's like that, right? <laughs> I mean, so so it's pretty. It's it's like that whole get out of your head and just stand up. Um, one of the um, um, one of the summaries of um, in, the, in the summary of the study, there was a, a, a knee extension. They did it. They did a exercise with knee extension and elbow flexion. Um, and one of the external focus cues was uh, focus instructions was get the weight up. The internal focus was squeeze the muscle. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and that was also interesting too. If you looked at um, sort of the designation of who the participants were, because those cues were given for untrained men. Mm -hmm. Some of these other cues were for people who already right. had some resistance training. Right. Um, but that's like pretty darn basic. Just get the weight up. Yeah. Squeeze, squeeze, as opposed to squeeze the muscle, right? And then you, then you go up to the one that's the the leg extension, yeah. where there's some people who have participated in resistance training before, and therefore are likely to have some familiarity with their muscles. So <laughs> the internal cue was contract the vastus medialis oblique while generating maximal effort. I mean, who the hell would ever say that? But I like, it's actually, it wasn't while, it was whilst. Whilst oh, generating. Well, English studies. <laughs> whilst generating that's maximal effort, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like even trained people can just, just sometimes go, just pick it up. Untra yeah. Untrained people, pick it up. Yeah, well, and, and we were talking about this beforehand because it's like the whole concept of someone, you know, getting the instruction to contract the vastus medialis oblique, whatever. Right. Right. But I have worked with trainers in a commercial gym where I work who ask me questions along these lines. Like they'll say, what do you do with your clients to get them to focus on using their glute need <laughs> instead of their glute? And I'm like, I, I don't know. You just tell them like, and I'm, I'm back to these sort of strength cues that are movement based and like sort of maybe more holistic and external right. cue based as opposed to trying to get, you know somebody who's just in off the street and 
just needs to move and build some strength, hyper-focused on which muscle they're using. Right. I've seen too many people yep. who are already in that mindset who are, it's like, sometimes people even get like afraid to move because they think they're not using the right muscle. Right. It's like, ah, right. I'm doing it and it's fine. I have, I have, um, I, I have a, you know, a, a couple clients who do ask, they ask good questions. They ask a lot of questions and sometimes they say, well, what, you know, what muscles am I actually working? So I just grab a book <laughs> that I have. It's a strength training anatomy and it's an awesome book. And I, mm-hmm. I open it up. I go, these muscles <laughs> and they go, <laughs> Oh, I'm like, all of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the, the, I guess, you know, the reality of the situation is you're doing these barbell exercises. It's not like you're using any one of those muscles in isolation. No. So you don't need to know which one specifically. Right. You're using this group of muscles now, and other yeah. group of muscles. Now, sure, if you're a bodybuilder, you're going to want to know, okay, what exercise is going to best target the long head of the, you know, whatever. That, we don't worry about that. That's not our. That's not our game. Our game is building strength, and we're going to use these exercises, and we're going to perform them this way. And you're using everything. I just say that you're using all of it, everything. <laughs> if your leg, if your legs don't hurt when you're when you're pressing, you're not using it. You're not using your legs. If your legs don't hurt when you're benching, you're not using your. It, you're, it's your whole body. So you know, I don't. I don't care what muscle. You know, what should I? Where should I be feeling this? Well, everywhere. everywhere. Well, now that's now, now there is now. I'll stick. I'll take. I'll stay with like uh, Romanian deadlifts. Let's say if I'm trying to teach somebody that from if they're having a hard time hin- learning how to hinge. If you don't feel it in your hamstrings, if you don't feel it in the back of your legs, you are doing it wrong. That's but that's again like you should feel you should feel that because that's the way you perform the exercise correctly. Now well, what I all mean, else is being used? I don't care. Yeah, in a situation like that, though, I think what happens a lot of times is you get people who have these wonky movement patterns where instead of doing a hip hinge, they're doing um, like a spinal flexion, right? So in that case, right, there is like... To, to focus on one particular muscle group yeah. like that to yes. make sure that the movement is happening correctly yes. or it, you know, in the desired way um, is, is helpful. But in general, once they kind of get that hip hinge as opposed to, right. you know, back flexion. Yeah. Or, or knee bend or just kind of squatting. Yeah. I like that. I like people who do that. And like, you feel that in your hamstrings? No, I said, cause you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Here, we're going to do it right. And then you're going to feel it. Oh, that's a different story. Like, well, yes, it is. Different. That was different. Yeah. yeah. Or they, and then they can't do it, you know, and that's just more of a movement pattern. That is, I don't know how to hinge. I haven't learned mm-hmm. where to actually move from. Um, but that's, uh, you know, but other, other than that, I'm not going to talk about what muscles you're using when you press to press. I'm not going to, I'm going to kind of stay away from that as a cue, as cues for you. I want, you know, we're going to, we're going to focus on just how we are performing the exercise, how we're holding the bar. And yeah, I mean, I might, I might, might touch the person. I want you to hold the bar and support the bar with your back. What does that mean? I grab their shoulders. Like you need to feel this. It needs to feel this way. And I'll just basically put them in that position, put them in that position, keep putting them in that position until they understand, oh, this is how I have to hold the bar. This is what it means when I'm holding the bar with my back versus the bar sitting in my hands. Right. Um, that's, I guess there's some internal, external going on there. Yeah, but even the way you're describing that, it's like very tactile, which is oh, an yes. external thing. Yes. Right. 
you're putting them in that position you're you're poking them in the back like this is the part you're supposed to mm -hmm. feel work but you're not naming specific muscles i mean and it's it's interesting to watch like people i mean I, my my base training class we do i'll have people i'll give people lateral raises and front raises you know because it's you know why not build some shoulders and i do that i i have you know i do shoulder work um watching someone try to perform a lateral raise or a front raise with like a five pound dumbbell mm -hmm. and they have no clue what's actually working when they're doing that you see just the shoulders constantly pop up oh so and so you can't see this but like what emily is demonstrating is actually really <laughs> that like oh my god i'm nervous my shoulders are creeping up to my ears <laughs> like a shrug yeah and that's and that's ah. and that's somebody who doesn't who really it's and it's like how do i cue that how do i cue somebody to like not lift their shoulder but that but that thing that happens with the squat or with the press tension the tension people put the tension yeah. up here as opposed to where they need to put the tension so then i mean i might have to say your lats are down here <laughs> you've got muscles here this is what's doing or you've ever done a pull have you ever done a lat pull down yeah when you've pulled down yeah you remember you know that feeling that that feeling that you had when you pulled it down that's how i want you to hold the bar i mean you know um that's it is interesting to like watch people move and ha let get them to figure out how to move their bodies because that's really what it comes down to. It's like I don't need to talk about muscles. I need to talk about the like put them in the right position, make them feel, make them do the exercise the correct way. So like put my hand on their back, have them do the lateral raise and keep pushing their shoulder down so they start to feel exactly what it is. Or when they're doing a row and they're rowing up with their shoulder push their shoulder down, put their hand, my hand on their actual back, move their arm in the right way. So it's literally the, the tactile cue, moving, moving them in the proper way. That's how they're going to understand what- You're describing it like they're marionettes. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, sometimes I feel like that because that's, I mean, I'm a dance teacher. I was a dance teacher for how many years? I was a dancer for how many years? You think my dance teacher didn't come up to me and like put her hands on me and put me in the position I was supposed to be in? That's what you do to a young dancer. I would tell my 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 parents that all the time. I'm going to put my hands on your kids, and when I have to, and I'm I'm going to, because I can't get a student. I have to put them put the shoulder down if they're holding their arm out in like second position, you know, because the shoulder's going to creep up. So the same thing with my with my adults. I got to put them in that position in order for them to understand yeah. how to move their body correctly. All the cues I can give them verbally are great. But then there's sometimes you have to just do something. You have to go, you have to get physical. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Right? That's a whole other chart. <laughs> that's a whole other chart. You know? I mean, that's that's important though. I don't. I mean, you have to, and I think you have to be comfortable. You know, with having somebody help you figure out what the movement should be should feel like, because not everybody is kinesthetically, you know, aware of their bodies. Not, not everybody can watch somebody and do what they do. That's the, that's that's where the tactile cue comes in, and you have to figure out you as a coach have to figure out what's how how do I perform? How how am I going to cue this person the right way? A lot of it's just you know shoulder down, my hand on their back, me moving their arms so if they're doing like a like a dumbbell row, so the dumbbells not kind of popping up to their you know their armpit. But I mean that's that's a whole other teaching them a whole other way of, of you know, of, of focusing on the, uh, the movement. And then once I can get them in that position, then I can use an external, maybe external cue, you know, to help them. But those are, that's, even those exercises are a little different than like the barbell exercises, right? I mean, you're getting more like break, you're getting more into like individual 
smaller smaller joint exercises yeah. that require something a little different and not every not everybody you know people can't perform those well that's there's those are challenging movements so yeah gotta, i mean it's funny it's funny i guess obviously not everybody is a natural athlete and i'm not in that category myself but it's also just funny sometimes how many people there are that have i don't know let's say even less awareness than I do of how to move, like say one joint without another one jumping right. in. Right. Like I had somebody not, you know, pretty recently, um, like a general fitness client that was doing step ups with bicep curls. And there was like so much shoulder action going on with just like, I, all I'm asking you to do is bend your elbow. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> if you're doing the step up, that part's fine. Now add this elbow bend and like shoulders are all over the place. And I'm like, I just don't even understand that. Cause that seems like a pretty straightforward, straightforward everyday kind of movement. But it's not. Like, yeah. But also then you understand how the person is probably going to probably is moving in their daily life. And that's why there's yeah. people injure themselves so much. People could, that's why, it, you know, I mean, God, we could talk about this all day, but, but you know, people poo poo, you know, strength training, you're going to hurt yourself deadlifting. You're going to hurt yourself squatting. Well, yeah, you're, if you're going to hurt yourself, you do it incorrectly and you have a moron coaching you who doesn't know how to do it. And there are plenty out there, but you learn how to do it correctly. You have just learned how to pick something up in your house without You've learned how to pick your laundry basket up properly. You've learned how to pick, you know, a box up off the floor. You've learned how to bend down in the kitchen to put the dishes away in the dishwasher. How to pick up your pig feed. Pig feed. (laughs) Pig feed. You've learned how to do that. So you, so learn, so, you know, telling somebody, oh, you're going to hurt yourself strength training. Well, that's somebody who's obviously, you know, they're ignorant of what we're actually doing. And there are plenty of people, yes, who do not teach things properly, don't know how to teach it, but know the exercise but can't actually help the person you know get into the proper position um so how people move and so so you think of how people move in the gym they're probably moving that way too in real life if you help them move better in the gym and they do it consistently enough they're going to start to move a little bit better in their daily lives oh and they're not going to injure themselves as much outside the gym because they've just learned a better movement pattern Right, they've got a, or they have an external focus now. Whenever I di- put the dishes away in the dishwasher, I'm constantly thinking about my hinge. I've oh, got a hinge. Got to think about the hinge. <laughs> sometimes I do it. Sometimes I've done like a ballet move to do that though. I've done a penche. I don't know. Penche means your leg is like up in the air behind you. You know. Oh yeah, I, that's something I do. <laughs> In my daily life. I do it sometimes when I load the dishwasher. Not often. Not <laughs> often. So, um, yeah. So I think I'll have the link to the study. Again, Rebecca and I didn't want to spend too much time on this. It's a, it's a very short article. Um, but you should check it out. Just kind of look through it yourself. Yeah. And I think, you know, the general idea is just if you're thinking about cues that work for you yeah. or you're working on a lift right now and the cues aren't working for you, like just sort of think whether it's internal or external and then sort of focus on whether you can come up with an external cue to solve the yeah, issue, to exactly. solve the problem and, and try that might be more successful. Exactly. And I think it overall, it just, it showed that, you know, a external focus had, um, more um was was very beneficial to you know improvements in strength um and and the thing was it was not just like the acute 
improvements like in the moment but also like um over better time. efficacy over time exactly exactly yeah they, they kind of really nerded out on it yeah and i and i think it just it i i read it and i thought well hell I, that's that's me i do that i mean yeah. <laughs> that's that's how i that's how i coach and i know that's how you coach too and i think that's also just the you know the model that we use as well um but also just in working with many many people over many many years you start to learn what works and you start to get you start to get away from you know people need they people need to learn how to move better so but bogging them down with you know this is going on in the body when you do this help them to move better help them to move that weight better help them to get in a, a better position external focus seems to you know seems to help uh more with that than you know getting them to learn how to squeeze the muscle the right way so you know and that's just showing off what you know i think you know there are plenty of coaches who like to do that trainers who like to do that um that wraps it up i think yeah for us i think so uh so if you've got questions yeah over here in the corner i think we've put my dog to sleep i was trying to figure (laughs) out what weird noise was my dog this morning He's like, I'm so bored with this discussion. I'm gonna to go to. I'm gonna to go to sleep. That will better that than when we have to mute you because yeah. he's, because he's barking. Well, that's the thing is that the um, the yippee dog was here all weekend and so now oh. he's exhausted. That damn yippee dog. That yippee dog has has ruined many of many of a a podcast, many a podcast, many a podcast <laughs> and many of wanting to do a podcast. I can't do it this weekend. The yippee dog is here. Um, so if you've got questions um, about what we talked about today. Uh, please let us know um, if you want to read the article. Of course, it'll be uh, the link will be in our in our podcast notes. So take a look at that. And of course, you can always email us with questions um, or comments at Emily at five by three dot com. That's F I V E the letter X the number three dot com. Or you can email Rebecca at Cornerstone Strength Maryland at gmail We'll be back in another couple weeks, um, and um, we look forward to getting back out there and talking to you guys soon. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great week. Thanks, Rebecca. Yeah, you too. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to 5 by 3 Radio with Emily and Rebecca. If you like our show and want to know more about 5 by 3 training, please visit us at www.5, that's F-I-V-E, the letter X, the number 3.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To learn more about Rebecca, please visit her website, cornerstonestrengthmaryland.com. Thanks for listening and have a great week.